February 3rd at the Vinyl Lounge, the Weird Sisters are playing their record release show for their new record, Who Are the Weird Sisters? Doors are at 8, but don't be late. We got Ken Sable and David Bermudez each doing a DJ set, spinning some funky-ass grooves that'll have even the stiffest booties bumping. The Real Tom is going to be doing an analog visual extravaganza. Nice and sexy, just the way we like it. 18 plus, because no homies left behind. Do you never buy tickets online? The Weird Sisters don't either. But if you do this time, a free gift awaits. Just show the door guy and he'll take care of the rest. $15 in advance, $20 day of the show. I'll see you there, unless you're square. Dan Stokel. Yo. On the Poptimist. Hell yeah. February 16th, I have a gig over at the Springwater with TH3. We're getting back together. We haven't done a gig in a long ass time. Danny, did you see us play when we played at the Cobra? TH3 is yeah. that? So that was me, James, and Teo. That was like the first band I was in when I moved to town. This might have been before I know you that we got together. We just did like a jam set where we straight up just jammed the whole time. That's what's up. Um, but yeah, I'm super stoked for that. Yeah, um, I don't think I ever saw you guys. It, it's fun as fuck, man. Um, that's how people kind of got to start to know me like the East Nashville scene. I've, al- I've always had the, the podcast. Um, 2015. Okay. Two years before me. Yeah. So I've, I've been here closing in on a fucking decade, dude. They Pretty crazy. It's a 10 year town. We'll fucking see about that. Huh. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm super stoked for it. Uh, it should be good. This will be the first time that we really played together live in a long ass time. So, can you believe it's been four fucking years since COVID now, dude? We're coming up on four years of COVID. Yeah, COVID it's, lands. Honestly, it's pretty wild. I mean, time kind of just goes by and you look back and you're like, damn, it's already been that long. Yeah. For I, real. I can't believe it. That was really, that was right when you first moved into uh, the castle, right, Danny? When? During, during COVID. Uh, it was actually like was on the, uh, no, it was actually yeah. on the later side of COVID because I remember scotty living at the castle when covid was going on and i would still go and uh okay meet up with him at the house i don't want to i don't want to incriminate i don't want to incriminate myself yeah potential <laughs> or scotty we all know <laughs> but uh we would hang out at the castle frequently okay. once every about Various four four days of time. <laughs> <laughs> Once every every Some four days, seconds? about how long it takes to smoke an eighth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Incrimination. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. An eighth of, uh, you know, the legal stuff. Yeah. Uh, Delta Delta eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. That K3. For sure. They don't make it anymore. It gives you seizures. You know? Yeah. Is that the artificial weed? Yeah. It's like that monkey stuff, spice. <laughs> yeah. Name and I smoked it. Dude, oh. it's spice. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking Dustin and uh, Josh, they got some spice stories. Yeah. I never smoke spice. Gets you fucked up, but honestly, it was so long ago, I can't even be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I never smoked it. I 
I when I first got into smoking weed, I, I was in Maine for a couple of years and then I moved out to Colorado. All right. And just had amazing access to to good weed out there. It oh, was yeah. uh I got my medical card. When I got my medical card, it was right around when Battleborn by the Killers came out. I had downloaded like a leaked version of the album because I was, <laughs> I'm a huge Killers fan. I love the Killers. Right. Um, so I have a really vivid memory of like walking around Boulder, Colorado, trying to find this doctor who was going to give me a weed prescription for, yeah, yeah, for, for migraines or some shit, anxiety. And I was so scared when I went to the doctor, I thought like immediately, the feds were going to bust down the door and be like, you're arrested. Right. I had so much anxiety in the waiting room. They were playing planet earth and it was like these Komodo dragons, um, doing Komodo dragon shit, just killing shit. Hell and yeah. I went back there and the doctor was like, well, what's wrong? And I was like, I have migraines. And he said, you need to start medicating immediately. <laughs> so I get this kickback. Oh yeah. Yeah, so he's just probably rolling in in fucking college student weed weed dough in Boulder of all places, and then I had to wait. I went to try and go to a dispensary that day, but there was like certain rules imposed when you had like a temporary card before you got approved by the state or whatever, because yeah. you had to send it off to the state. So I I I had my medical marijuana license for uh for migraines full access. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, I never there was this one dispensary that I would go to and you'd walk in and it it's like a uh like lockdown. Okay. Cuz you're in the waiting room and you have to be wait to like be called back at this one particular spot I would go to. And you would walk in and it was they had a desk set up and they had all these different jars of weed. There was like 30 kinds of weed. And they would say, smell them all. So I would just smell them all. I always liked Indica's better. Okay. Um, In the couches. I'm yeah. I'm like, which one does what? It's just weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tristan gets mad about Indica and yeah. Sativa if you ask him about it. But you know, Tristan. <laughs> but it, it, uh, I would just get too much fucking anxiety, dude. I, I did go home to Maine, though, that Christmas. And I had bought edibles. And these particular edibles, they were... They were like the kind that a little sliver would do. I bought a whole brownie. Yeah. So I cut it up into 10 pieces and put it in like a Ziploc bag and it just stunk like weed on the plane. <laughs> um, and I ate one before takeoff. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We were 30 minutes from landing and I was like, still nothing. I, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the altitude of being in the plane or being in means. Denver. So I was like, I'm going to eat more of this because yep. it, it doesn't doesn't work. So I ate the whole thing. And dude, I went on a fever dream journey. Blast off. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, I went to go pick get picked up at the the airport. We finally landed. It was a rough landing. It was a really bumpy landing. And it was just kicking in as we were landing. And my buddy Zach came to pick me up from the airport. And Zach, he lives in Florida now, but he's like my best friend from from growing up. Yeah. And we went to go get Chinese food in Portland, which is... You, have you been to Portland before? Yeah, the first 10 minutes I was there, I saw a guy smoking crack in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. I was like, sup? Lives yeah. up to the, the reputation, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking crazy. I was like, it's kind of dirty and shitty over here. They let here, you do everything in Oregon. But everything's really expensive at the same time. In, in Portland, Maine or Portland, Oregon? 
Oh, see, Portland, Oregon. Oh, Portland, yeah. Maine, I've been there, too. Got some lobster. Yeah. So uh, we went, and there's nothing to do in Portland, really. It's just, like, bars and restaurants. It's it's basically, like, Maine's version of a suburb. Like, it's not even a proper city. Right. It's a pretty city. It's a beautiful place. But um, we went to this Chinese food restaurant that was right next. It's, like, in this strip mall, right by the mall. Well, there's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Chinese food's actually good in places like, well, Maine. I'm sure it was in Rhode Island, too. There's no fucking Chinese food in Nashville. But um, we went there, and I saw my fucking high school crush, dude. It was this girl named Michelle that I was always so fucking obsessed with. She was like a scene girl back in the day, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was one of those. Yeah. And uh, I was, like, in love with her. She always rejected me. She never wanted me. <laughs> and... um. I didn't know if it was real. Like my grasp on reality was just fucking different because I was so high off of edibles. Yeah. And they dropped me off at my parents' place 45 minutes from Portland in this place called Bath, Maine. And Bath is where Bath Ironworks is. So it's like a real shitty, like gritty kind of New England town. Everybody's yeah. dad is in the union and works there, builds battleships for the Navy. Um, but yeah, I was just miserable, and then I, I slept, like I think all the way until the next afternoon. I was I was high the next day. I was yeah. just high off Wake my fucking high. ass. Oh, yeah, no. that's funny. It was it was a miserable experience. <laughs> I do not recommend it. Yeah, right. But yeah, we just listened to that new KG Elephant song. Danny, what did you think of it? I liked it. It's kind of like um, it's similar to. I feel like they're second and third album kind of like because i think their second one was melophobia Is that's that right? their third one or oh, okay i might Wrong. be mixing them up then yeah so melophobia it kind of reminded it was like a little bit of a throwback to that i feel like yeah it, it reminds me of kind of like melophobia and um tell me i'm pretty which was the album they did with dan from the black keys yeah it's like very reverby kind of almost like wall of sound kind of style mm -hmm. like phil specter-esque type of yeah. shit yeah I, I really like it i'm excited i, I want to see them live again i saw them at the basement east that must have been sick yeah it was the december 20th 2015 which was the day or maybe it was like december 18th but it was the day tell me i'm pretty came out they did a release show in nashville for it Dang. and um yeah it was like sold out i was seeing this girl at the time it was my first um year in nashville i was only here for a couple of months and there was this girl that i've been hooking up with on tinder and i re i really like this girl this i mean really this podcast is just a, a series of me explaining rejection by by women <laughs> but um as is many guys around yeah i told her i was like i really want to go to this cage the elephant show tonight but i don't have any tickets and we were hanging out chilling and she's like you can go to the show if you want so I went to the fucking show. And you, you know? just left her ass? Yeah, I just left her ass. Yeah. Um, and that that was probably really the beginning of the end. I think she was just tolerating me for Christmas, you know? So she wouldn't be alone on Christmas because she was from L.A. L.A. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so we, I ended up going there and I was waiting outside for the show just for someone's friend not to show up. And that's how I got into the, the KG Elephant show. It was cool, yeah. man. It was a really good, they're a really good live band. Okay. 
Yeah, I can't say I've peeped before, but... Have you seen them live? I haven't. I was supposed to see them at Live on the Green. I think it was like 2015 or 2016 is when they were on Live on the Green, but I couldn't make it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, they're worth it. Dude, we will definitely go when they come here. I'm down. Yeah. You know who else I want to fucking see on their tour? Green Day. Potential. Yeah. Like Subway video or whatever I kind of saw floating around. Yeah. Well, pop up show or some shit. Yeah. And they were just on Howard Stern, too. And they said they're playing all of Dookie in its entirety and all of American Idiot in its entirety. Okay. Because now American Idiot is 20 years old, which is crazy to fucking think about. That means I've been playing for 20 years because I started playing when that album came out. And um, Dookie is going to be 30 years old. Did you hear that Sum 41 announced their farewell tour? No. I believe it was. They're done? I saw that before. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen them live? I saw them at the the Cohen. My friend was doing sound for the people that opened up for them. They hey. do the song Fat Lip, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I've pretty sure always, I heard that on the radio the other day. What I've always there? thought the reveal should fucking do that song. That'd be a great song, yeah. Like, like down like on the Broadway? Song, dude. The Hell song is a banger. How does that one go? Bang. It's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Is Fat Lip the one... I might be confusing it with another one. Is that the one where it's like, I don't want to waste yeah. my time? Okay, cool. Because you don't know us at all. We laugh when old people fall. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just all the memes going around of him just like being like really fat, like a beer or some shit, and just looking like ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, him he came and Fred back Durst. out of it, I think. Yeah. Him yeah. and Fred Durst. <laughs> Everything sucks. <Yeah. laughs> I would I would love to see Limp Biscuit live. I feel like that would be a fun show. Fliss just saw a Limp Biscuit tribute band, I think, play at uh <laughs> at the basement east. It's like, oh you wanna go see Limp Biscuit? And it was like corn corn tribute to it. I was like I was like, nah, dude. Nah. <laughs> Damn, I honestly I bet it was a fun fucking time. It's probably Nar. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Creed is kinda having a pretty big comeback now. They're they're gonna be doing like a pretty big tour next summer they're playing at ascend let dude let's go there i <laughs> let's make our <laughs> escape yeah <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah i would i would Bueller? definitely see creed live i met their guitar player uh his name's like mark tremonti or something like that but i i when i lived in colorado i worked at this place called wildwood guitars and he came in and did like a signing because he plays like prs's exclusively Lame. And PRS, yeah, kind of. Um, PRS has like a like a deal with fucking Wildwood or some shit. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a fucking. It was an he. He was nice. Did he, he show cool. up like in that Tenacious D episode where they're like, "Excuse me, we're here for an exclusive signing." No, he was he wasn't any uh, any particular type of way. He yeah. seemed nice. There wasn't many people that came through. Yeah. This is when Damn. Creed was really out of style. So this was like, yeah, this was like 2012, 2013, maybe. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a thing. It was a whole fucking thing. And then when I worked there, I also met the singer for Rise Against. He, uh, I guess they record a lot of their albums in Colorado. Okay. Um, he was nice. I've seen them live. Really? Yeah, I've seen them live too. When did you see them live? Uh, I worked a concert that they played at at Marathon Music Works a couple years ago. Were they the headliner? They were. Nice. Decent amount of peeps? 
I think it was like almost completely packed out actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those emo bands, you got to think now, like our age group, it's people that are in their late 20s. Yeah. 30s. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, but yeah, I, I saw them live. It was the opening night in Manchester, New Hampshire for the Black Parade World Tour. For My Chemical Romance. Dude, I hope that... I would definitely go see My Chemical Romance. That it, would be a great no. show. I, yeah, I saw them. I've seen them live twice, actually. So I saw them at that... The, they did, like, the whole Black Parade thing. Came out in their outfits. Played the whole album back to front. And then they came out for, like, a second set. And it was a bunch of songs off of Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. They, I don't think they played anything from their first album. But, um... Yeah, so fucking Rise Against opened for them, and I don't know who else had opened for them that night. It was just a bunch of other fucking bands, but um, yeah, it was dope as fuck, dude. That was when My Chemical Romance, they ruled the world for a hot minute. Yeah, I feel like every band has their chance in, at the top, you know what I mean? For yeah. However long. Yeah. kind of start falling off. Yeah, I saw them at, on the next tour, it was Boston House of Blues, so... Cool. Uh, way smaller venue, but that that's a cool place too. Have you seen saw, any shows there? I'm pretty sure I saw Victor Wooten did a show there with like I think I went with my buddy Alex and his brother. I forgot who the drummer was, but he was like this like famous dude. Also, just, like this shorter black dude with glasses. I just can't fucking remember his name, but it was cool. Definitely, that's kind of the only show I always wanted to go to a Boston Calling, but I never made it out to one of those. No. No, they always had good bands on the bill for that. Yeah, I think this one year it was like Tool and like a couple other bands. I always heard Tool was fucking sick live. They're supposed to be here on Tuesday. Yeah. At Bridgetown. I got a fucking going out of town though with Ben. Where are you guys going to? We're uh, we're going to Key West to do some uh, festival thing out there. I think we got like two or three shows. Dude, Key West. How how long are you guys going to be down there for? Uh, I think like. Maybe like four or five days or something oh, like that. Nice. It's, not like, it's not like super long, but we'll have like a couple of days in between to kind of just like chill around. Yeah. Which will be cool. It's it's a cool place, man. It's uh, it's kind of different because um, it's you're still it's not full blown Florida like right. the way re- re- the rest of Florida is. Yeah, it's kind of like its own thing. Yeah, it's its own vibe, and you you take the fucking A one A. That's the name of that highway, the Seven Mile Bridge. Oh yeah, just like the Jimmy Buffett album, dude. You're going to yeah. Jimmy Buffett. So land. there's there they had mentioned some place that was like off the beaten path that was like where he used to go and chill or something, but I don't know what the name is. Yeah, but I'm sure we'll try and do some of that like semi touristy shit. Yeah, Just go and see the sights and wear pants on the beach because that's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's worth it, man. I'm I'm stoked for you. Okay, It'll be a fun trip. That, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely super appreciative of all the places music's taken me so far. So you're playing with what is his name, Ben? Yeah, Ben Chapman. Okay, what what style of music is it? Uh, I would say it's like uh, country infused with like jam stuff like grateful dead ass oh little, shit okay feet kind of sound like some you know like waylon and all those guys too. yeah kind of just like all that old school mixed with like jammy and like some southern rock elements and stuff like that i'd say nice what is the primary bass that you bring on the road when you play with them? i bring uh some of you may know the hog stallion 
so it's the uh, it's that brown base I got from this dude um, who's actually from Maine, um, and it's called uh, Cosmic Woodworking is his name, or his name's uh, fucking what's his name? I just call him Eric Base Guy, but he uh, Cosmic Woodworking is his company, and I actually have two of his bases now and a guitar from him, but I mainly just have used the same bass like forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with the funky pickup on it? Yeah, it's got that. It's got like two Bartolini pickups underneath this thing they call a ramp. It's like that big wooden piece that goes over the pickups. Yeah. What is the What is the point of that? Is it just cosmetic? Um, I mean, I think the main point of it is so that like it's flush when you're like using your fingers on top oh, of it. There's okay. There's no, like those gaps in between the pickups. At least is my understanding of it. I mean, I can kind of rest my thumb on it, so it has some sort of purpose. But at the same time, it kind of looks interesting. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Yeah. So you, are you purely just a fingers guy, or do you ever use a pick? Uh, yeah, I'd say I pretty much just use my fingers. But I play guitar too, so it's like I can use a pick. Sometimes, I guess, if you want like more of an attack thing or whatever. But for the most part, I'll just use my hands. Like yeah. Fingers. Yeah, I would say for me, I'm I'm split like. 50 50 between picking fingers yeah it just depends on the song yeah it's all a tone thing too yeah. like like i was saying like the more sharp attack you'd use like a pick you get like warmer tones from your hands yeah plus whenever i want to palm you too that's when i like using a pick yeah you if i'm needing to chug yeah mm-hmm. yeah you dig that mustang bass what did you think of it it was pretty sweet man i always kind of i always wanted one i kind of just trade gear around and shit and i had saw some old 70s one that some dude had on Facebook and I was trying to like get him to trade for like a couple of guitars or something but it never ended up happening but yeah they're they're sweet basses especially the whole short scale thing is cool yeah yeah it's it's a different vibe it's for me I find that I like when I'm demoing songs and like recording songs to use that bass because mm. this is the second Mustang I've owned I owned a uh, speaking of My Chemical Romance I owned a Mikey Way signature model mustang and it, it was a uh, silver sparkle with a black racing stripe oh cool so it was a really cool looking and it had a black headstock squire but that base goes for like a grand now right and i bought that when i actually worked at wildwood i stuck flat wounds on it and when i first started writing um that was the main base that i i recorded with um just for like demoing at home because it gave me a lot of freedom is like like Paul McCartney style bass lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that he played mostly a short scale. He played Rickenbackers and, and Fenders and shit too. But he's like the Hoffner dude. Yeah, yeah. So bass, yeah. exactly. I, I just play differently whenever I play one of those. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing something more groove oriented, then it's going to be the P bass for sure. Yeah. But if I'm I'm trying to have something that's kind of verbal, um, it just speaks differently under my fingers. Yeah, for sure, dude. Tones all in the fingers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been uh, it, like working at the place that I work now. I've been learning a lot more about gear and recording gear and shit. Yeah. So I've been going down different rabbit holes, and I I really want to start improving like a recording at home setup. There's so much, dude. There's so much to it. It's like almost overwhelming to the point where it would like deter me from even getting involved. Where it's like, dude, this is just so much shit. Like I just can't even just fucking do it at all. Yeah, I've talked to Isaac a ton about it because I always say I'm I'm not a gear guy, but I, I am a little bit. I just don't I don't like, like collecting a lot of stuff. Yeah, because there's been times in my life where I've I have had like 
four guitars, yeah, three basses, and I'm just like, I I can't I can't do it because I'm not gonna play them. But um, it's nice to have them. Exactly, you gotta have the toys. Yeah, I want to get a. I really want to get a Gretsch. I've always wanted to own like a like an Electromatic or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I was actually talking to this dude on Facebook again, trading gear, and I was thinking about trading him this old '50s uh, Gibson I have for this. He's got like a 78 or something Gretsch. It's like one of those through necks. I can't remember what model, but I'm probably not going to do it anyway. Just because I don't really need another guitar. But, yeah. But it's always like just kind of potentially entertaining it. Like, oh, maybe I'll hit this person up and see if they still have it. Or I'm one of those people. Is this still available? Yeah. Sometimes they won't even respond. Or they'll say yes. And then I'll just fucking leave them on red forever. <laughs> and that won't even go back to it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, Facebook Marketplace is a great resource. I've I've never bought any gear off there, but I've definitely bought like baseball cards and shit off Facebook Marketplace. All my shit on Facebook Marketplace, and before that, it was Craigslist. Dude, when fucking Facebook Marketplace came along, Craigslist just got fucked, dude. You can always still. I will check Craigslist every once in a while, and just kind of like, if I'm looking for a specific thing, I'll just be like, yeah, I'll check out Craigslist and see. But it's always just like bullshit. Yeah. Hit the back pages. You heard that, back pages. That's where they would go to have all those rendezvous and things. Prostitutes. Have you ever read the Missed Connections part of Craigslist? It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty dark. There used to be um, (laughs) a, uh, a Facebook group. I used to read them on the fucking podcast. This was like way back in the day. East Nashville Connections. Free content, dude. Free content. Yeah. So I would, people would ask, they would like confess things or they would ask like questions to people. So I would read them on the podcast. And uh, yeah, it was just super funny. Hell yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. It was, those were back in the fucking early days of the Poptimist. Hell yeah. Back, back when I didn't have microphones or a producer, it was just straight up recording it on my phone. Look, mom. Look at me now. Yeah, I know. We're Hell we're hitting it big time. We should yeah. say that we are in an alternate location today. Oh yeah. We're in Jonestown. Jonestown. Uh, we we usually record uh, at at Danny's place where we have a basement studio set up. But the last one we did, Danny, it was so fucking cold in there, dude. It was freezing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that it's not cold here. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's way warmer in here. I don't even have shoes on right yeah, now. Yeah, and the couch is a nice little touch. Yeah, no, this is a nice couch, dude. Get the arms Velvet. Out. Yeah. Chesties out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta unbutton a little bit more though, dude. Thanks, Jeff, Just one Jeff more. Bezos. <laughs> yeah, this might is be too much. This is this is cold. This is <laughs> casting couch, dude. <laughs> yeah. It does kind of look like that. <laughs> I said that, dude. Low budget. Yeah, and then the lights, yeah, and everything. Yeah, well, no one can see it right now if 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 you're listening, but we and you can't really see it on video either. But we we have this. Uh, Danny calls it the ghetto diffuser um, set up with like this sheet and some lighting, and then we have another light set up, and then another light set up, and we just improvise. We made it work today. Now you're yeah. talking turkey. Yeah, we're talking. We're in, in, inside baseball. Yeah. Okay. Dude, have you watched Ted yet? No. The the TV show, Mm-mm. the TV version of it. Dude, it's pretty fucking good. Really? Yeah, I saw someone post about it on on X, not on Twitter. X now. Um, but they said it's Black Panther for people who are from the Boston area. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Did they? Um, 
is has he voiced by the same dude still? Right? Yeah, it's Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. He um he directed all of it. Okay. They potential then. Yeah, yeah. They have um a so it's like a prequel series of when John Mark Wahlberg's character was growing up. So they got a kid to play him, and it's good, dude. Oh, so it's like the whole entire time because it just jumped right to when he's like already older. Yeah. So it's sure. he's like a sophomore in high school or some shit, and Ted has to start going to school because he shoots. He shoots off a gun and it ruins the TV. He like shoots the TV. Um, so uh, John's parents make Ted start going to school and it's all the hijinks. You're going to like it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. He's getting more puss than fucking, what's his name? Mark Wahlberg's character. Yeah. It's good. Danny, you would like the fucking Ted show for sure. You got to watch it, dude. I definitely will. I'll check it out. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucking good. What's dude. it on? You said Peacock. I don't think I have Peacock though. Yeah, I'll share. I'll share my Peacock with you. All right, all right. Water it. I'll share. I'll share. I'll take a Peacock when I can get one. I'll take a peek at Peacock. (laughs) Yeah, there's some good stuff on there. (laughs) Yeah, segue, please. Anyway, Um, (laughs) here, hit this pen, get this out of my hands. I watched uh, that movie. um, Fuck. What? What is it with Paul Giamatti, where he plays the teacher? I only know him from Big Fat Liar. <laughs> yeah. Painted blue. Yeah, but um, the movie was pretty good. It was called, it's directed by Alexander Payne. Danny, can you look it up? Yeah, wh- who'd you say is in it? Paul Giamatti. If you just search Paul Giamatti, it's probably going to be the first thing that comes up because it, it just came out a couple months ago. And it's now streaming. If you don't have the IMDb app, you're See, doing it is it The Holdover? Or? Yeah, The Holdovers. Okay. That's what it is. Okay, cool. That was pretty good, too. Well, what was that about again? So it's about uh, Paul Giamatti. He plays a teacher at like a prep school in a New England town. Okay. Um, and everybody goes away for Christmas vacation, and there's a certain number of students that don't have anywhere to go. Either their parents are in another country, or okay. their parents don't love them. Whatever it is. Daddy wasn't there. Yep. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was pretty good. I enjoyed okay. it. I always like watching things that are set in New England. Yeah, I feel like there's a bunch of movies, man, that are sick. Me, myself, and Irene was there. Dumb and Dumber, um, Moonrise Kingdom, dude. I'm, there's Good Burger too, dude. Have you ever seen The Departed? Oh yeah, that's m- probably my all-time favorite Boston movie. That's like a once-a-year movie, dude. There's so many like famous people in that movie. That's yeah. like a fucking crazy cast. Yeah, it's it's really good. I watch it every fucking St. Patrick's Day, yeah, out of respect. Um, but yeah, it's uh, fucking Mark Wahlberg. He's in that too. Yeah, dude, that's where he like came up with his whole like prickly fucking role. Yeah, yeah. he's great in Lace that. Curtain, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, everyone I, dies at the end of that movie. Yeah, right. pretty much, honestly. Except, Except for the <laughs> yeah, the bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also known as the trolley. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. And Mark Wahlberg doesn't die. Oh, that's right. That's he right. lives. Oh, yeah. uh, what's his name? Doesn't either. Um, Jack Nicholson. No, he, he dies. dies. Matt Damon dies. Matt Damon dies. Leo dies. Leo dies. Dude from Kangaroo Jack, his boy. Gets Anthony also. Anderson. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, he You're dies. Right. We were or just wait. watching Hustle and Flow. Who I'm pretty sure he's the dude. Oh, is he? Get him. Get him. He was that guy. Oh shit! Yeah. You're right. So yeah, the skinny. Smoked. The yeah, that dude. Alec Baldwin. He oh, dude. was the one who doesn't die, but he just got those charges now. Yeah, yeah. did you, did you see that? What? Uh, so tried. Alec, yeah, he, he got charged with uh, manslaughter, right? Yeah, I think it was like... Oh, he did for the shit. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think that shit's going to hold up, dude. 
honestly. I mean, it's like, that's what you pay. I mean, yeah, he was whatever, the executive producer or some shit on it, so it's like kind of his responsibility in a way, but it's like you hire fucking people for that shit. I mean, granted, I've never been in a scene or some shit where you have a gun that you gotta shoot at somebody, so it's like, why not just check it to make sure, but... Right. You think it's like you're thinking about all this other shit. You have somebody to do that for you. You know what I mean? Well, imagine just being on a movie set and someone like jokingly. I don't even know if it was a joke or what he was doing, but pointing and then clicking the fucking gun and it goes off and it just kills that girl. dude. It's like, what for one, what are fucking live rounds doing on a set? You know, but at the same time, it's like, look at Brandon Lee. He got shot. Yeah. On set. It's like it doesn't it's not like it doesn't happen, but. This day and age, there should be some more precautions or some shit. Well, I I guess the reason that Alec Baldwin, he's one of the big reasons he's at fault is because he was a producer and he fired all the people that were like the pros to work on it. And he hired a bunch of inexperienced people. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that they were trying to cut like in like to be mindful of budgets they cut a lot of like the necessary like yeah. safety shit yeah. basically oh, and one of because uh i remember reading like when it first happened anytime that there's a firearm like oh because what they do is they i think a lot of times they use real firearms yeah. and then they just put like prop like there are prop guns but there's it's most of the time blanks. it's a gun yeah. with with prop uh rounds or whatever so it like looks like it fires but it doesn't and so before you go on set, you're supposed to actually have – it's like a prop firearms expert go over Probably safety. Yeah, well, and, well, and what they do is they're supposed to do like a safety brief before you start filming like every day, like oh, as yeah. a reminder. I mean you got to think uh, film is a lot of like unions and stuff. So they have a lot of like like pre- precautionary shit, things yeah. that they have to do. Yeah. And so I – what I remember reading at least, and this was like when it first happened was that because of the budget cuts, it got rid of the people who were supposed to be giving those safety briefings, uh, involved with using firearms on set. So, well, he's fucking toasted. Yeah. I I bet fucking Trump's when you're an executive so hard because of this, when you're an executive producer, yeah, you're, you're in the hot seat for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really, I feel like it's just firing those people. If he was the producer and it's like you hired on the right people and you like covered your ass like that. Sure. You know, there's some, probably some blowback, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you fired the fucking people and then you did it. So now just yeah. fucked. <laughs> yeah. And it was him that fucking did it. Wouldn't it be crazy if he goes to fucking jail? Yeah, that would. I mean, it's, it's fucking a bummer all around for that, those people or that lady that died and that other person that got like injured or some shit. imagine like, being fucked too i mean that's stress on alec baldwin as shitty as it was it's like fuck dude you killed somebody yeah if you didn't want to you're like damn yeah i uh what's crazy about it is imagine like you get to heaven and then you find out alec baldwin killed you and that's the fucking well at least you'll be remembered for no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Was, well, she yeah, she will. She will. Yeah. I don't know her name, that but. Was a bad <laughs> but I know that the events happened to this specific person. Yeah, true. Was a girl. Yeah, she was young too. Bummer. Yeah, so it's Bummer it's, City Nights. It's super fucked up. Have you ever seen Boogie Nights? Yeah. I'm the guy with the big dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, always the, that's always the go-to line. I go for. Dude, I fucking <laughs> Danny hasn't seen it, but it's it's. One of my favorite movies of all time. Watch it. 
I can do it again if you want. No. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a classic. Danny, we have to fucking watch that. I'm it's telling you. Sure. At some point, even if we just fucking go over to Strasser early one day or we stay later and watch it. Yeah. Because um, we watched a bunch of movies when we lived together. Like, I would always show you. We watched that movie, Inherent Vice. Oh, yeah, I like that, that movie a lot. Yeah, that was, that was really fucking good. With Joaquin Phoenix, have you seen that? Dude, I, I, I know the name. But actually, fuck it, dude. Hold on. I got to look at the picture quick. Yeah. So Joaquin Phoenix, he has like these pretty gnarly sideburns. He's a private investigator in the movie. And he's trying to figure out this conspiracy theory that's happening. But he's not like a very good PI because he's always stoned. Oh, yeah. I see. Man, I remember when this movie came out. I don't think I watched it. It's so. good. It's it's worth it. I actually met him before, dude. Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, I met him in Providence at AS220 at my friend was a, at a punk show and he was filming was it the who's that guy that like married his niece or some shit, that producer guy Andy or what the fuck was no, I don't name? know. You know, Woody, uh, Woody Casey, Allen. Woody Allen, dude. He was doing no, a Woody sure. Allen movie. I'm oh, sure. shit. Yeah, and he fucking he was just like there and I remember him just like he had a hat on he was short as fuck and then I looked over at him, and I saw his hair lip, and I was like, yo. I turned to the person next to me. I was like, yo, that's Joaquin Phoenix right next to me, dude. I fucking know it is. And then I turned to him, and I shook his hand. I was like, yo, you're Joaquin Phoenix. And then just kind of like. Was he cool? Chilled. Yeah, I mean, he was just like kind of, I think he was all like fucked up or something, like blown out or whatever. Hammered. Yeah. He was pieced. And then I saw him outside sitting on the sidewalk with like 10 people around him in some fucking circle. And then he like left with like four girls. <laughs> <laughs> what a life that was just crazy he's a great fucking actor dude. oh yeah he's one of the best ever for sure did you see walk the line mm-hmm we yeah. actually just watched the fucking walk, walk, walk hard walk hard <laughs> yeah which is yeah yeah also we talked we talked about that on the, on the last episode dad. right yeah yeah wrong kid yeah. dad wrong kid dad <laughs> yeah yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, we just I rewatched the Joker recently. Dude, the Joker two is supposed to be coming out this year. Lady Gaga, right? Yeah, Lady Gaga's um, fucking uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, what a tripper. Yeah, it, it, I think it'll be good, dude. She's a good actress, dude. She's just an all around entertainer, honestly. It's supposed to be a musical. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we better to do it. What the fuck? But then, at the same time, I bet you a majority of the actors are like trained for Broadway. Yeah, you do, like fucking musical, like the ones well, that are like real fucking actors. Joaquin know? Phoenix, he's a good singer. Yeah, okay, he he sang and yeah, walk the uh, walk the line. He and, was he was good in that. And that's what I mean. That's what it like goes with. It's like you look at like Bradley Cooper or whatever singing those songs in that movie. It's like that's just part of being a trained actor or actress. I feel like is it's like you're trained how to sing and like maybe even play an instrument. You see all these movies with people who play instruments. John C. Riley, whatever. It's like they fucking are playing instruments in every. Yeah, single John movie. C. Riley like actually thing. plays. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's, I don't know, just another facet of that. I feel like he was also in sense. Boogie Nights. Yeah, he's a fucking trip guy. Too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked for for Joker too. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be good. Yeah, it was a, definitely a cool like take on on the movies. I hope they they do Joker two as like a rock opera. I'm guessing that's what it's got to be. Like that's what makes sense to me. I hope it just they don't fuck it up or just miss the mark. You know what I mean? And it's like I'm not against watching like a movie like that. I mean, Sweeney Todd was sick, and that was a musical. But yeah, like, that was Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, but if they just they just need to do it right. So 
who knows? Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I think the only way that they would have done Joker 2 is if they just did something completely different from the first one. Yeah. Um, and it's called, I think it's called folly ado, which means like the mental illness of two or some shit, uh, which, so I'm, I'm guessing they're just going to like be tripping out and thinking everybody's singing like they're going to be, oh, okay. like yeah, just like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of badass. for sure. Definitely a interesting spin on it. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big time movie nerd. I fucking love the movies all about dude. Watch the bike riders, yo. I'm gonna be an extra in it. Fuck you. Well, are you really? <laughs> yeah. What is that? The one with um, the dude who played Elvis. Yeah, and it has uh Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon's a great actor and, as well. Um, what the fuck's his name? The dude who plays Bane. What's his name? Tom Hardy. Yeah, he was in it too. Oh and shit! The dude who plays Daryl in Walking Dead. What's his name? Oh shit! Yeah, Norman Reedus. Yeah, he was there too. But, Where um, did they film that? They filmed it in Ohio. And they actually used my buddy Josh Mack's bar, the lakeside, for part of the movie. And that's kind of how I found out about it was through him. And then put in to be an extra. And they was like, yeah, step right here in front of the camera. And I was like, you know, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Made it. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Dude, I was an extra in a Lifetime movie. D, sir. Okay. Uh, I've never seen it. It was uh, the Patsy Cline and like Loretta Lynn story. Damn. about their friendship so it filmed at the ryman and um they dressed me up in like this old opry style outfit cool and um yeah it was super cool man i really uh i, I i've never seen it so i kind of want to see it just to see if i actually made it in there that's so wild because i was like literally just talking about i think patsy klein with um with ben's mom earlier because we were just in georgia and um, it was, I think, her husband, or I don't know his name. I don't really know if I'm, I'm saying this wrong, too, but I swear it was her. Her husband was, like, a fucking dick or whatever, but he would also go to these radio stations or whatever and, like, try and push her stuff and be like, listen, you better listen to this shit. I'm going to beat the shit out of you type of thing. And she was just talking about this book where it kind of went with their friendship. Um, yeah. That other lady. Yeah. And you said, right. I also was in like an extra for a music video where um, it was like set in the, the fucking 60s. Okay. And it, it was another thing, but it was at her house, at Pat, Patsy Klein's house. Cool. And it's owned by these two like elderly gay gentlemen. And they have a little dog and all that okay. shit like, like Dustin has. Yeah. Um, now we have a little dog. But yeah, they, they had to keep the house like all the same. Yeah, okay. to keep it as the same shit. Yeah. So you walk in there and it's like, oh shit, like a time machine. Yeah, oh, but yeah. it was pretty cool. She, yeah, she she had a house. It's in Madison technically, but off of Dickerson Pike, like deep down on the way to Goodlettsville. Yeah, you boy, Dickerson Pike, dude, love it. Dick Pike, dude, yeah, love Dickerson Pike right now, dude. Um, but yeah, Forever. it was it was pretty interesting. Uh, fucking Garth Brooks lives out that way too. Oh really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like it's the thing to just live just outside, you know what I mean? It's like they got that, what is it, Mount Richmore or whatever, that dude. Big and rich guy lives like right outside the city. Like, It's just cool to kind of live like 20 minutes outside or whatever, I feel like. It's just far enough. Yeah, we're still fucking plebes, dude. We live in the city. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's dude. It it has been fucking locked down in Nashville. Right. It, there's been no way to fucking do anything. For real. Even it, like I feel pretty comfortable driving on the roads. Doesn't really bother me, but I just know other fucking people can't drive here. Yeah, I mean they can't drive baseline, but with the snow, then it's a real nightmare. Like fuck. It's like honestly, it's any sort of weather. It's the rain. It's like anything. You just can count that. You start to hear all the sirens once we get any kind of weather of mm-hmm. of the like the fucking ambulance and fire trucks and shit. It's best to just not even drive. Yeah. But that's why you gotta kind of live in town or whatever, so you don't have to drive like mad far to go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Danny's good at driving in the snow. He came to pick me up. I've got the car for it. Now. Yeah. yeah my, my truck is shit, dude. Rear wheel drive. Yeah, you gotta have the four wheel. Yeah, I don't I don't have it. I uh I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it here at first because I tried to pull out my car was stuck. Yeah. So I had to back out. And I was like, "Let me see if I can fucking back out with some power and it'll and let me go." Really? I was I was able to back out. Yeah. Oh, all right. I thought Danny picked you up again. I was like, no. and I was like, "Yeah, well, clearly." <laughs> yeah, no. I was I was able to do it, but yeah, do you have anything booked in town? Any shows coming up in town? Man, right now Pretty much just doing that out of town stuff with Ben, and then every once in a while I'll kind of pick up like uh, pick up a shift or something downtown if it's with the Garden or whatever. Um, but I really just want to get my own stuff moving. That's the main goal. Yeah. In the next couple months is to uh, is to yeah release some music and book some shows. Yeah, the tracks you showed me um, previously were pretty fucking good. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's. It's definitely a, a work in progress, you know, and try not to be too much of like a perfectionist to where it's like, oh, you're just nitpicking every little thing where it's like, at what point is it going to be good enough, you know, mm-hmm. if ever. So you just got to kind of just release some shit and you can always re-record it, whatever, get different people, you know, use a different studio. So it doesn't really matter in that respect it's just better to have it out there than not because no one's even going to know it exists or that you're doing anything if you're not putting it out there yeah yeah i think that can be a a struggle for a lot of people i know it was for me for a long time and then i was just like fuck it i'm just going to start putting out the tracks that i record at home yeah dude and exactly that's the mentality is fuck it throw it at the wall see what sticks exactly man and you know whether or not you think it's good doesn't necessarily mean somebody else isn't going to think it's good. You're not like the arbiter of, of what's good or not, even if you're the one that created it. So yeah, you could think it's your worst song and someone could be like, this fucking song is so sick, dirt, whatever, you know, where can people find yet? How can they find your music that's coming out? Are you going to release it under your name? You know, dude, that's really another, a whole thing. It's like, what is, what do I want my brand to be? You know what I mean? It's like right now I'm just Stokes music on Instagram and, it's like I think Stokes might be the best. My last name Stokel is not necessarily the easiest thing to remember or say or spell or whatever. It just kind of isn't the thing. So I think Stokes is pretty easy. You know, that could just be it. Working on some like merch stuff and you know getting the whole language thing out there. Or for Jeff, infectious vernacular. <laughs> Where can people find you at, Danny? Uh, you Jones. can find me, uh, you, you can find me, uh, on Instagram at shooting the shit and you can always find, uh, eat, sleep, rock Nashville, uh, now on TikTok. I'll, I'll, I'll plug that. 
And then uh, you can always call Nashville Carpet Cleaning, you know, if you need, <laughs> <laughs> if you need your carpet cleaned. Yeah. So, yeah. Fucking peace. All is well. Yeah. Nar butter steez, dude. That is it, dude, in that order. Candy soda chips fop. <laughs> I just got to put all the things down. Trolley, whiner. <laughs> just plug them all, dude. Yeah, dude. I will eventually. Hashtag I'm get it. that shit out there. Have me back one time. I'll get the shirts going, dude. And we'll fucking make it happen. I'll have some music out hopefully the next couple months. Hell yeah. Once you put something out... You- Come back on and promote it. Be like, dude, you should see how like five people came. It was <laughs> to the Cobra on a on a Thursday night. I will not play. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where the first show's at or who we're playing with. Maybe do some with Ivan. Like Hell yeah. Tensure. Well, dude, thanks for coming on. Oh yeah. Keep on dreaming. See you next week.